out and look with me at Psalm number 98. Martin referred to that earlier as we began our time together. Vamos a estar mirando el Salmo 98. Uh, I believe we'll have a page number up there that corresponds with the Bibles in the back. Uh, basically, if you open your Bible in the middle, you're going to find the Psalms pretty quickly. And uh, we're looking at Psalm number 98. And we're in this kind of this summertime series that we're calling Psalms We Can Pray. Estamos en una serie de mensajes, Salmos que podemos orar. And really what we're doing is we're learning from the Psalms about prayer and we're learning how to pray some of these Psalms. And so it's kind of a combination. Estamos aprendiendo los Salmos cómo orar y, y cuál es, qué es la oración. So I'll be referring to this uh, throughout the message and in just a minute I'll, I'll be talking about it. So Uh, please have your Bibles ready, but before we do that, I want to share with you just a little secret about me, uh, and it's not a big secret, quiero compartir un secreto, um, and it's not that actually I came from the back because I left my microphone in my office, um, that's not the secret, though I could tell you that, that's why I was over there, you're wondering why, um, but here's the secret, aquí el secreto, I love choirs I love choirs I love choral music I love singing in choirs everything about choirs I love it's just uh, it's something that in, just gives me joy if you look at my streaming music app on my phone I've got a choral music station okay it's all choral music me encanta los coros la música coral and I have sung in choirs for many many years it started off in elementary school and in middle school and in high school and in college I sang in some choirs and and in church obviously for years I've been a part of choirs in the church yo cantaba en la primaria secundaria colegio universidad la iglesia I've just been in all kinds of choirs. I've been in choirs as small as four. That's also known as a quartet. And I've been in choirs as big as, get this, 600. In fact, not many of you know this, but I have an album out. Yeah, it's, it's me and 599 other people in this choir. So I want to I give you just a snippet from my album. Maybe we'll get it up on iTunes or something like that later, but... Uh, Yeah, can we play from the album there? Did you hear me? Did you pick out my voice in there? Yeah, I thought you might be able to. Um, but no, I mean, I just love choirs. Now, the sad thing is this. It's actually been quite a few years since I've sung in a choir. No he cantado un coro durante muchos años. I mean, I just am not in one right now. Uh, maybe that's something to look for, but, but why is that? Well, the reality is that choirs are really not that popular anymore. 
I don't think they do choral music in the schools anymore. Uh, they're not very common. Los coros no son muy populares hoy en día, no son muy comunes. Why is that? I mean, I guess it's because uh, people consider choir music to be old music, right? It's, it's classical music, traditional music, dead music. That's what maybe people think. Uh, las personas piensan que la, la música coral es vieja, tradicional. But here's the interesting thing. I don't know if you know this, but choirs actually know how to sing some very new songs. Los coros pueden cantar cánticos nuevos. In fact, I was in a choir once where we did this avant-garde kind of thing. It was no music. It was just words. And the director was, was directing us, okay? Uh, hicimos esta pieza muy moderna, very modern piece. And we would start off really soft. And then we would get really loud. And then we'd go, Aah! and we'd go, we were doing all this weird stuff. It was weird. Era extraño, but you can't say it was old. It wasn't old at all. So, in light of that, I want to read the first verse of Psalm number 98. It simply says, Sing to the Lord a new song. Canten al Señor un cántico nuevo, dice el Salmo. Sing to the Lord a new song. This is really an invitation to join a choir. It's an invitation for us to join a choir, a special choir, the choir, the chorus of God. Tiene que ver con el coro de Dios, una invitación a unirnos a Él. And why are we invited to sing a new song before the Lord? Well, verse 1 goes on to say, for He has done marvelous things his right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him porque él ha hecho maravillas su diestra su santo brazo, brazo ha alcanzado la victoria es decir la salvación verse 2 goes into more detail the Lord has made his salvation known and has revealed his righteousness to the nations el Señor ha hecho gala de su triunfo su salvación ha mostrado su justicia a las naciones the word salvation there in those two verses uh, in the original language of the Bible, the Hebrew language, is, is the word Yeshua. Yeshua. The Lord has made his Yeshua known. To whom? To all the nations. El Señor ha hecho su salvación en hebreo, Yeshua, a todas las naciones. Who are the nations? Whenever you see that word nations in the Old Testament, that's not just referring to all the different countries of the world. It's specifically referring to the non-Jewish people of the world. The Gentiles. Las naciones tienen que ver con los gentiles, los no judíos. God has displayed, God has manifested His Yeshua, His salvation to all of the peoples of the earth who do not know Him. Dios ha manifestado su salvación a los pueblos que no lo conocen. But God has also not forgotten His own people. Look at verse 3. No se ha olvidado de su propio pueblo. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. That's the chosen people of God. Se ha acordado de su amor y de su fidelidad por el pueblo de Israel. So here God has shown out his salvation. It says in verse 3, all the ends of the earth, Jew, non-Jew, all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation. The Yeshua of our God, todos los confines de la tierra judío o no han visto la salvación Yeshua de Dios. 
God is showing forth something. God is displaying his plan for the ages. And so there's this invitation for people to respond to that, to capture that, to see it and then respond. How? By singing a new song. Hay que responder cantando, haciendo un cántico nuevo. By literally living in a new way. By following a new plan. By, by walking in a new lifestyle. By learning how to dance to a new rhythm of life. By learning how to be becoming new. New creations. Al aprender a seguir un nuevo ritmo, un nuevo plan para la vida. Hacerse nuevas creaciones. And, and as you're singing this new song and living this new way as new creations... What's the result of that? What is that going to produce? It's going to produce a different kind of life, a life full of joy. Va a producir una vida de alegría. Verse 4, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music, aclaming alegres al Señor habitantes de toda la tierra. Prorumpan en alegres cánticos y salmos. Joy is not meaning that you always have a smile slapped on your face. It means that no matter what you're going through, there's an undercurrent of not being defeated. That's joy. El gozo es una contracorriente de que uno no va a ser derrotado por la vida. And so as you're living in this new way with joy, you're singing a new song. And it says, make music, verse 5, make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing with trumpets and the blasts of the ram's horn. We read that earlier, canting salmos al Señor al son del arpa, al son del arpa y de coros melodiosos, aclamen alegres al Señor el rey, al son de clarines y trompetas. This is talking about people. Learning how to make music. The, the ways of making music here are very human ways of making music, right? Singing, playing stringed instruments, trumpet. That's another secret. I used to play that thing. Ram's horns. Son muy, uh, métodos muy humanos de hacer la música con clarines, trompetas, uh, instrumentos de cuerdas. And so we have new people who are learning how to live in a new way, filled with joy. And that is why, in large part, when we gather, we sing. That's why we use instruments, I believe. There's something about the gift of music God has given us that expresses its symbolic of the response that God would have us to, to give to his Yeshua, to his salvation. But that's just the beginning. Because you see, God is not only putting together a chorus of new people, he wants to recruit some other music makers, some other singers in the chorus. Dios quiere reclutar a más en este coro. Look at verse 7. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, let the rivers Clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Brame el mar y todo lo que él contiene. El mundo y todos sus habitantes batan palmos, palmas los ríos y canten jubiloso todos los montes. Notice these singers are not human, are they? 
This is talking about the creation, about nature, if you want to call it that. And yet they are called to make music in some human-like ways, ringing and singing and clapping. Los montes, los ríos, eh, también hacen música con el coro de Dios. They're being invited into the chorus. They're being invited into the plan of responding to God's salvation plan throughout the world. So what's going on here? What is this psalm pointing us to? Well, there's a secret that really is not a secret, but I think it's something that we often forget or maybe we've never really understood it. Hay un secreto aquí que no es secreto. And here's the secret that's really not a secret. God's plan, God's desire is to display his salvation, his Yeshua to people to become new. Dios quiere hacer nuevas personas por su salvación. But here's the thing. It starts with people, but it doesn't end there. Comienza con las personas, pero no termina allí. God's plan is not only to make people new. If you pay attention to the Bible, you see the plan starts with people and it works its way out until the entire world is made new. Dios quiere renovar hasta todo el mundo. Everything becomes a part of the plan. Why is that? Well, here's the reality. Not only is the human race messed up and broken, because of sin the entire world is no solo los seres humanos somos rotos por el pecado sino todo el mundo everything in the world is messed up because of sin we live in a fallen world if you want to turn with me to Hosea the prophet chapter 4 it's a few pages in front of the Psalms or ahead in the Bible Hosea 4 1 through 3 this is what it says Hoseas the prophet at the end of that first verse says there is no faithfulness no love no acknowledgement of God in the land ya no hay entre mi pueblo fidelidad ni amor ni conocimiento de Dios there's only cursing lying and murder stealing and adultery they break all bounds and bloodshed follows bloodshed cunden más bien el perjurio y la mentira abundan el robo el adulterio el asesinato un homicidio sigue otro now that's a pretty good description of the world we're living in right now cursing lying stealing adultery they break all bounds it seems to be the pattern in our world let's just go past the boundary let's break all the rules that's the world we live in that's where people are today but notice the next verse because of this the land mourns and all who live in it waste away the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea are dying por tanto se secará la tierra y desfallecerán todos los habitantes morirán las bestias del campo las aves del cielo y los peces del mar we need to understand the impact of sin sin our rebellion against God does not just poison us. It doesn't just poison you and me and, and poison our relationship with God and our relationship with each other. El pecado no solo envenena a nosotros y nuestra relación con Dios y otros. Sin actually poisons 
the entire universe. Sin not only pollutes you and me. It not only pollutes cities and farms and and people in those places. Sin pollutes the air. Sin pollutes the water. Sin pollutes the, the entire creation, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the beasts of the field. They're dying. We live in a world that's fallen, broken, contaminated, polluted, and I'm not just talking in environmental terms from a scientific, physical standpoint. There's something wrong deep, deep down in the entire world. El pecado contamina a todo en el mundo. But God's going to do something about it. God is doing something about it. God is going to display His salvation, His Yeshua. Dios va a mostrar su salvación, su Yeshua, and the salvation of God. Here's the thing we understand. The salvation of God is not just a thought. It's not just a doctrine. It's not just a teaching. It's not just a principle. No es un principio solamente una doctrina. The salvation of God is way more. Here's the secret that is no secret. The salvation of God has already come to our world. Ya ha venido la salvación de Dios. The Yeshua of God has already come, not as a principle, but as a person. The salvation of God has come right into this broken, contaminated, polluted world in the person of God's son, Jesus, whose Hebrew name means and is Yeshua. Dios ha llegado en la persona de Yeshua, su hijo Jesús. Matthew 1.21, the angels speaking to the, the little girl Mary. And it says here, actually, it's, he's talking to Joseph, and, and it talks about this. It says, she, Mary, will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, Yeshua, because he will save his people from their sins. He will be their salvation. Dice, dará a luz un hijo la virgen y le pondrás por nombre Jesús Yeshua porque él salvará a su pueblo de sus pecados. God displays his Yeshua, Jesus. And Jesus comes into this broken, polluted, fallen Creation and what does he do? He starts by making people new. He makes people new by himself being broken upon the cross and rising from the dead. Jesús renueva a las personas muriendo la cruz y resucitando. Second Corinthians 5:17 says it quite clearly. If anyone is in Christ, si alguno está en Cristo, if anyone is connected to, united to the Messiah who is Yeshua, our salvation, that person becomes a new creation, a new person. The old has passed away. The pollution of sin, the old song, the old broken ways have passed away. The new has come if you're in Yeshua. Si alguno está en Cristo, Yeshua es una nueva creación. Ha pasado lo viejo, ha llegado lo nuevo. That's the good news. That's why Jesus has come. But that's not the end of the story. It's just the beginning. 
because Jesus has come to make new people. He's come the first time to make new people, but he's coming again, the Bible says. We sang about it this morning. El va venir otra vez. Let's look again at Psalm 98, verse 9. Salmo 98, versículo 9. Again, it's talking about the creation. It's talking about the rivers and the seas and, and, and everything clapping their hands and singing the mountains. It says, let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. Canten la creación delante del Señor, que ya viene a juzgar la tierra y juzgará el mundo con justicia, la, los pueblos con equidad. This is giving us a picture of, of the whole plan of God. It starts with us. It starts with Jesus making us new. Jesus comes the first time to die and rise to make us new, but he's coming back again, and he will come to judge the world, the entire world with righteousness, and he will judge the peoples with equity. Jesús viene otra vez a juzgar el mundo y a los pueblos. In other words, he's coming the second time to restore the entire creation and to make everything right to make everything the way it's supposed to be we are new people living in a broken world and so we feel the tension of that don't we somos nuevas personas viviendo un mundo roto and there's something in us that should long for this to change there should be something in us every day that says God there are so many blessings but this is not the way it should be it's not how many times have you said in the last year, Jesus, come on back? I don't think I've ever prayed that more than ever in the last year. You can come back now, Jesus. I'm good. Because this world has got problems. If you've prayed that, if you've ever said that, you're, you're in a good place because that's the plan of God. He's coming to put everything the way it should be. And that's why we say in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Por eso decimos, venga tu reino, hágase tu voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. There's a Bible scholar by the name of Vaughn Roberts who says that, that the kingdom of God is this. This is the plan of the kingdom of God. It's about new people living in a new place where God's complete rule and blessing are to be found. Reino es un nuevo pueblo en un nuevo lugar donde abundan las bendiciones y el reino de Dios. That's the kingdom of God. New people in a new place where God sets everything up the way it's supposed to be. Does that sound good? That's what we're singing about. In fact, that is what the mountains and the hills and the birds and everything in creation is longing for. If you listen carefully, the whole creation is singing. Come on back, Jesus. In Romans chapter 8, 19, Romanos 8, 19, the Bible talks about that. It says this. It says the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. Creation's waiting for that. Let's get them all together. Let's go on with this. La creación aguarda con ansiedad la revelación de los hijos de Dios. It talks about the creation groaning. The whole world's groaning, singing out, oh, this hurts. Let's change this. 
And it says in Romans 8, 21, the creation itself someday will be liberated from its bondage to decay, from its pollution by sin, and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. La creación misma ha de ser liberada de su corrupción que la esclaviza para así alcanzar la gloriosa libertad de los hijos de Dios. It's no secret. Because Jesus Christ has come to save us. We're new people. We're called to sing a new song. We're called to live in a different way. We're called to, to live lives that, that are actually expressing praise, thanks, honor to God in everything. We're called to join in God's choir. Debemos llevar vidas así para expresar la gloria de Dios. And the picture of what's coming is beautiful if we take the time to read it and to look at it with our uh, uh, spiritual imagination. Revelation 21 talks about it. Apocalipsis lo habla. It says, uh, John is looking at this and he says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. See, there's a new place coming. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. Vi un cielo nuevo y una tierra nueva porque el primer cielo y la primera tierra habían dejado de existir. And it goes on to say in verse 3 that the, the dwelling place of God will be with his people. God will be with them and he will wipe every tear from their eyes. In this new heaven, new earth, there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. That's an old song now. Él enjugará toda lágrima de los ojos. Ya no habrá muerte, ni lamento, ni llanto, ni dolor, porque las primeras cosas han dejado de existir. New people, new place, where God has free reign to bless and to be expressed. So, what does that mean for us today? What does that mean? It means you don't have to be musical to sing in God's choir. No tienes que ser musical para cantar en el coro de Dios. You don't have to be a musician to sing. Every time you honor God in the way uh, you relate to your spouse or your children or your coworkers or somebody in traffic or wherever you go, anytime you you go against the current of the brokenness and the and the death and the hatred of our world, you are singing a part in God's choir. Cada vez que tú vas en contra de la corriente de la cultura, estás cantando en el coro de Dios. And and our Lives, our voices, in a sense, are meant to harmonize. Harmonize with the greatest song of all, which is called the gospel. Good news. Nuestra canción debe armonizar con el evangelio. Because you see, the choir we're called to be a part of is a gospel choir. Now, I have to confess, I never got to be a part of a gospel choir. Anybody been a part of a gospel choir? Well, guess what? Even if you haven't, you are a part of a gospel choir if you trust in Jesus Christ. We're going to be a part of a gospel choir for, for our world to know 
that God lives. Somos parte de un coro para el Evangelio. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26, the Bible says this. It says, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Cuando beben, tomen de este pan y comen y beban de esta copa, proclaman la muerte del Señor hasta que Él venga. The Lord's Supper, participating in the Lord's Supper in a way is about learning how to sing a new song. It's a new song we're singing at this table. Estamos haciendo un nuevo cántico en esta mesa. Now we come here with old stuff. We come with elements from the earth. We come with bread. We come with juice. We come with wheat and grapes. Llegamos con elementos de la tierra, el trigo y las uvas. But we're singing a new song. We're saying with, with this bread and this cup, we are proclaiming that Jesus' body and blood were given to be our Yeshua, our salvation. El cuerpo, la sangre de Cristo fueron dados para ser nuestra Yeshua y nuestra salvación. How long are we supposed to sing this? How long are we supposed to proclaim this? Until he comes. Until he comes back. In a sense, we're saying, we can't wait. Come, Lord Jesus. Debemos proclamar esto hasta que él venga. And so I want to encourage you this week. Lift up your voice to the Lord in song. And we should be praying in a way that longs with the mountains and the hills and the seas and the rivers, that longs for Jesus the King to come back and make everything right. That's a huge part of our praying. Debemos estar orando y añorando con los montes, los ríos, los mares para que Jesús venga a poner todo bien. So I want us to get ready for this. And I'd like to invite Elder Bill to come up right now and he's going to share a prayer with us as we begin to prepare ourselves for this special meal called the Lord's Supper. This is a custom and a sacrament. And whether we can grasp it or not, we go through it sometimes and just realize, don't realize really what it means. What does it mean to us? This morning I was... I was uh, in my backyard and I seen one of my plants was dying pretty much and so I, I got water to it. What I want to ask everyone here is have you ever taken care of a plant or grass or anything like that? You're responsible to take care of it? Not very, can you raise your hand if you have? And then the second one is have you ever had an animal? Have you ever had a dog or a cat that you had to feed? That it was responsibility to feed it, correct? And if you didn't feed it, what happened? If you didn't water it, what happened? They could die. I was, is this real? That's fake. Yeah, it's a fake plant. Okay. But we get into customs and do them out of two choices, out of, re, out of responsibility of, of because that's what we should do, or we do it because we care. 
because we love something. I, mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, my wife knows I have one plant that's over 10, 12 years in our house, another one that's probably eight or nine, a couple of different ones. But I do care. I take them with, I, one of them I know will die. I take it with me on vacation. I water, keep, you know, because I got to, because otherwise it's going to die. It needs water almost every day. When we look at the Lord's Supper, we can see it as a custom, something we do when we go to church. Or we can take it another direction. Jesus, I love what Pastor developed in Romans chapter 8. The whole creation cries out. In King James, it says, for the sons of God to wit or to happen, to change form, to get a new body. The, every rock, Jesus said, the rocks, if you don't, Jesus coming in the triumphant entry, he says, if you don't praise me, the rocks are going to start crying out. We have the ability the option, the choice to take this more than a, just a custom. And I want to lead us in a prayer. Father, we thank you today that we can come before you, Lord. We know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, but Jesus is all about relationship. And you know that. And you've taught us that. You've said when you come together and you break bread, do this in remembrance of me. And Pastor goes, is going to go through the exact example of what Jesus, you said, as we go through the ceremony. But Father, right now we come before you, and we thank you for the Lord Jesus. And we confess our sins before you, Lord. And, and you, you call us, you call us in, you call us in the in your testament, Lord, that uh, we are to judge ourselves. Lord, I, I know I fall short every day, and I know I need to judge myself, my sins. But I do think, Lord God, I think you think of us as like plants and animals and above those things as your sons and daughters that you want us to draw closer to you in a relationship. And we pray, Lord, you give us, you help us remind us as we do this that you're calling us for that relationship, that relationship that's close and not far away, that it's not just a custom, but it's actually opening our hearts, asking for forgiveness of our sin, and accepting your forgiveness. And we thank you and praise you for this today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Bill. So as we come to the Lord's table, I just want to be clear, this table is for those who have trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, those who are trusting him to become new people, who are committed to turning away from an old life, even though we do that imperfectly, and we're pointed in a new direction of embracing Christ as Savior, as Lord, as the one in charge. If that's where you are today, we want to invite you to come. This table is for you. Si, si te has comprometido con el Señor como Rey y Salvador de su vida, y, 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 y Señor, pues, son muy bienvenidos a la mesa. If you're still in kind of a, a time of figuring that out, we want you to know we don't want you to be obligated or to be forced into something you're not prepared for yet and you can simply participate by meditating watching and praying with us we would love that si no estás seguro de, de donde estás con el Señor puedes eh, participar simplemente observando orando y meditando con nosotros so the Lord Jesus the same night he was betrayed he took bread and when he had given thanks he, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying take eat this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
El Señor Jesús la misma noche que fue entregado tomó el pan y dando gracias lo partió y se lo dio a sus discípulos diciendo Tomad, comed, este es mi cuerpo que por vosotros es partido, haced esto en memoria de mí After the same manner he took the cup when they had supped and he said this cup is the new testament the new agreement that is being made in my blood for the forgiveness of sins as often as you drink of it do this in remembrance of me después también tomó de la copa diciendo esta copa es el nuevo pacto hecho en mi sangre por el perdón de los pecados cada vez que beban de ella hagan esto en memoria de mí So we're going to serve you here in just a moment. We have the pre-packaged sanitary kits here for you. I just ask you to take one if you are participating. Hold on to it. And after all have been served, I will give you further instructions as we partake together. Tomen el paquete, pero no coman o beban todavía hasta que yo les dé instrucciones.